Okay, so where do we want to start? Because I know where I want to end. Okay. Um, I I think that you've got some gripes with uh with Attack on Titan. Yes, but I want I to end it. Might that you might what? <laughs> that I might echo in ways I did not expect. Okay, because. Uh, well, I guess we are doing that first. What I was going to ask when we got around to it was, am I wrong? Because I'm wrong about things a lot. <laughs> so, like, I could be wrong about this. And it really is just a first reaction, so, but it's one that is so exasperated at this point. And, and here's the thing. <clears throat> so I've been talking to one of my coworkers about this. And Attack mm-hmm. on Titan, he says it's his favorite show. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, he's caught up with it and everything. But uh, th- there was just... The, the episodes we just watched were episode four through six in season mm-hmm. two. Of season two, yeah. <clears throat> and there's... A, all kinds of stuff gets revealed in these three episodes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And... I I was just exasperated at every single aspect about it. And then hmm. the, the nail kept getting hammered when today this morning I open I open Twitter just to check my notifications or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Funimation posts something saying that episode 76 of Attack on Titan final season is in production and will release February 2022. So it's like, so this isn't even finishing anytime soon. Like the final season, I don't know if it's... Is not the final season or is it just hiatus? I don't know if it's hiatus or if it's like, because, you know, I, 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 I'm hesitant to look in too much, but to some degree I'm also losing patience and starting to care less. But, mm. like, <clears throat> it's... uh. What was I going to say? God, I don't. Okay, so I don't know if it's part of a second half of a season or if it's just the last episode is getting finished up after the fact. That's stupid. Yes, uh, that's very frustrating. I mean, from, from what I was seeing, from what I was seeing on that uh, that Reddit post a while back, where somebody was like, "Hey, get ready for some terrible pacing in the final season if it is going to be the final season." So, oh, I mean, so, and even with my frustrations of the final season, it was like, this is moving really slowly, and there's a lot of stuff that they got to do in 16 episodes. Gotcha. So, yeah. Um, and it was just like, there's, it wasn't even like, I know the end result. I can only imagine <clears throat> what those people are feeling, like the people who are caught up with the manga. But mm-hmm. it's like, the, um, just the questions that need answered and if those questions don't get answered then i'm going to feel like i was led on for no reason right um okay so so yeah yeah keep keep going i'm trying to think of where i could start Mm -hmm. uh i didn't write a lot down because i was genuinely exasperated Mm. like Okay, so uh, just one of the okay, if God <clears throat> season one, I think season mm-hmm. one was every idea this writer has ever had. 
and season hmm, two okay. in six episodes has repeated all of those ideas about five times at this point, And there has been nothing new. Like everyone, you know, is a Titan is secretly a Titan. Literally every single important person from every single important event in your entire life was going to the exact same class as you were and are all the same age. Yeah. What are the odds? When I was, when I was watching this for the first time, I freaking ate it up. I, I, I totally bought into it. And now it was like when it got to Ymir's uh, reveal, it was like, man, I, I actually kind of forgot about that. And it's like, oh, man, everybody is in the same class. And why does also this, it was Ymir why would that, this make sense? Yeah, it was also Ymir's specific Titan that like killed Rhina and Bertolt's like third friend. He's like, it was her there. And it's like, why is everything? Why is everyone? connected and then that was before it gets revealed that Rhina and Bertolt are the armored titan and mm-hmm. colossal titan respectively which is revealed in the most awkward awkwardly shot and and like blocked scene when i say blocked blocking is a pretentious word that filmmakers use for where actors are standing <laughs> right uh like every the people who shouldn't hear are like right over there and it's just being mm. flippant, f- flippantly revealed out of nowhere. So, so hold up, hold up. Um, I I do want to say that with me, and this is this is going to continue my thought. I know it's interrupting you, but with me just eating it up the first time and getting through the rest of the show, which this is not a positive in the in the shows you should be able to maintain your audience regardless and i just bought into it but there are some reveals coming that do make those make sense and i don't know if it's patchwork storytelling in my memory it didn't feel like patchwork storytelling um when those reveals were happening it was like oh that explains it not Oh, that's a cover up. Yeah. Um, So the fact that we're suddenly getting all of these random flashbacks being forced in every single time any story happens is a sign that this is not how it was planned from the beginning. Season one, I could say maybe was planned from the beginning, but I don't think he thought Mm -hmm. of anything after that. I think it was like, oh, this is taken off. So not only do I have to write more, but I have to pad it out. This feels like padding. This feels like the worst kind of subversive twist padding that I can imagine, where it's like these two random characters were selected because they one of them sort of looks like this Titan will go with the fact that both of them were these Titans, where it makes no sense with anything we've known about them beforehand. Like the fact that Rhino was going to die twice. Why would he let himself die? So. This was a bad place for this for the three episodes to cut off. Um, but this would be a bad place to have to watch one episode for that week. <laughs> I think the yes, show is just you, poorly yes. written. Also, the the that horrible well CGI <laughs> when Bertolt it like turns into the colossal titan, and it's just 
the yeah. goofiest like Microsoft 3D movie maker awful CG I've ever seen. It was just like, I can't take this seriously. And the fact that leading up to this, once again, another freaking flashback of Aaron yep. and the other people being like, or okay, the other people saying they, they think this person is a Titan and Aaron going, what? But they've been our comrade from the beginning. And it's like, Aaron, you just went through this with Annie. <laughs> you do, This is the same scene. <laughs> You of all people should be suspicious of everyone at this point. Like you've had your faith shaken so many times, like learning you're suddenly you're a Titan. Suddenly Annie's a Titan. Like all of this stuff is getting flipped on you. How, how are you the one that still believes in the status quo? He's such an idiot. And then like when it gets revealed to him, he has the nerve to be surprised, even though this is what apparently everyone else already thought was going to be the case. He's so stupid. Like, <laughs> he's so stupid that the fight with Annie didn't affect him at all. Like, he, his personality, he didn't change or grow at all from that fight, from that event. Hmm. I mean, yeah. especially considering what little time we've spent with him. He's no different they had that weird part where he takes out a Titan from the ODM gear and he's like, yeah, my first ODM takedown or something. And it's like, Oh my God, who cares? <laughs> like, okay, this isn't important. Why is this a scene? Why is Aaron acting like this? He's still acting like an idiot child that was from season one, despite everything that's happened. I think he's just an idiot. Mm -hmm. And then, Mikasa proving that she's gotten dumber with time too, where it's like, okay, everything that we know that has been confirmed about people who can turn into Titans, attacking them in human form sort of makes them turn into Titans in that moment. Mm -hmm. Like you can't kill them as a human. They're going to turn into a Titan because that heals them. And it's, like brought forth by physical trauma. Like she attacks Bertolt and Rhina like Rico from Killzone was the first thing I, I thought of. So I'm like, because Rico from the Killzone series, if for anyone who's played those, he's a character that is so dumb. His him being dumb is what makes the entire plot of Killzone 3 happen. Like mm -hmm. there is there is no Killzone 3 without Rico being an impossible fool. Like, I like, how does this person get up in the morning and not just like trip and snap their brain stem on the counter? Like, how did he make it this far? How did he make it to another planet in this war? Like Mikasa just attacking them right then and there. I was like, is she dumber than Aaron? How are, how are these two main characters now this overtly stupid? Also, yeah. the, the fact that Ymir, you know, is like that whole thing with her being a Titan, which is completely has the piss taken out of it by that flashback. The flashback, which contributes nothing to the story. Uh, other than, I guess, yet another yeah. senseless. Okay, this is twist where this it's like oh the, the other problem. important person Krista's also secretly an heir to a royal family it's like my god I hate this I hate this class I hate that none of these people can be normal Connie's Connie and yeah. and John are the only people I like 
Yeah, this is until the until it's I revealed have. one of them is a titan. Everyone's secretly a titan. Apparently, the wall is secretly a titan. Like everything's <laughs> secretly a titan. It's like okay, well then I don't care. This isn't a twist. Remember when it was a big deal? When it was like, oh my god, oh. Aaron can turn into a titan. I miss yeah, those so, days. So this is the this is the problem that I have, or that that I'm discovering that I have with the show. And, Next, and I'm going to find out the Beast it. Titan is secretly a titan. My God. <gasps> um, but so the 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 problem that I'm finding is that there's so much that um that I mean and I'm, I'm yes I'm realizing that everything is connected. You know that the uh, you know, all the special people are in this one class. But it's like not only that, but it's like the the, the things that you say are, are pointless and things like and that like the, the flashback adds nothing. It's like, yes, it adds nothing until you get to this <clears throat> one spot. But that doesn't justify its existence in the moment for something to happen. And then way down the road, it be justified that might just end up feeling like patchwork storytelling when we get to yeah, it. Yeah, and, and, and it like, makes it to where in the moment I don't care. Yeah, and and this uh, this is like what I, when I asked um, uh, when I just said you know, and this is the 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 episode where Daniel asks himself, does he have bad taste? Because <laughs> I'm finding myself more and more frustrated with it. Uh, and it's like, it's like this, <clears throat> oh, I can talk about this now. Like, I mean, because we are trying to maintain like a, a spoiler uh, embargo. Um, yeah, until I, I, until at least I make it to that point and, you know, we're covering it on the show, but yeah. Right. And there's, there's so many things that it's like, you know, <laughs> you, you talk about the, the flashback with Ymir having, um no point and i'm like oh but and i'm like am i becoming one of those insufferable people that is just people like people who watch oh, walking no, dead it's like it's like now this is justified and it's like yeah is it though it's like, writing no, backwards flash it's writing yourself ah. out of a corner and then trying to fix it after the fact by putting in flashbacks like that counts like oh but this happened earlier in the story and it's like you don't know how to write do you <laughs> also just the fact that i am expected to take this leap where mm. rhina and bertolt were little kids when they did this mission and it's like that's stupid and i think and i don't care like it's getting to the point where the thing i was sold on once again because this is all attack on titan does the thing i was sold on is not what it is and it's mm -hmm. like, no, this is actually Akira. Like, this is a bunch of children who have superpowers. And it's like, well, I don't want that. I'm not interested in that. I was interested in that when I watched Akira and liked Akira. But this being that yeah. story is, is not as good as Akira. So I don't care about it. Yeah. <clears throat> like, I was, you know what I was thinking? I was thinking maybe Ervin is the armored titan. Because he does seem to be, uh, you know, one of those people who's willing to sacrifice a lot of innocence for a mission. Maybe he's that guy. And it's like, no, it's Ryan. And I'm like, this is retarded. I don't like it. Also, it's like you're having they think that they're getting away with it. 
by making Aaron have those flashbacks to hanging out and bonding with Bertolt and Rhina. And it's like, okay, this doesn't fix your writing mistake by making it to where it's this traumatic thing. It's like, no, no, this doesn't make any sense. Like you could think Annie, Annie maybe made a little bit of sense. Hers was kind of set up, but Rhina one literally can't read what Amir can read. And two has this comedy crush on Krista. And it's to the point where we hear his inner voice say, marry me. It isn't just a facade he's putting on for other people. And then the, the, shoestring thin justification for like oh was he wondering where Aaron was in that mission and it's like what everyone was wondering where Aaron was Aaron was the secret weapon Aaron was the one where if this gets dicey we get to test this in the field everyone was wondering where he was it's like oh this has Mm -hmm. gone south is there any chance we could find the nuke we brought with us (laughs) <laughs> like that does not explain like Aaron somehow being a Titan and, and oh my God. And his escape from her grasp, he carved something on her hand and she stared at it for a sec. It's like, Jesus Christ, that, that does not make any sense. Like that you, I'm sorry, you're not getting away with this one. That is the dumbest thing I've, I've, I've seen written in a long time. Like that was a holding shot to show that her hand had been destroyed and she's healing. But then when she runs away, it's like the reason she ran away was because none of these are Aaron. That was a satisfying explanation. We're now like retreading on places where it was unspoken, good storytelling as in showing rather than telling and we're retelling it to mean something different. It's like you're sacrificing the thing you did well in order to justify the thing you're you're completely failing at right now. I I would say in in the defense of the show, I would say that this was <clears throat> this is one of the moments that I was getting more and more excited for because I was seeing the breadcrumbs that it was leaving in the first season. Like there were things that the characters were saying and doing that line up with these reveals, but not in the ways that I was expecting. Um, And like, like I was legitimately excited for this moment. And this moment kind of came with the reveals of like, like you said, you know, the universe being impossibly small with yeah, everybody it, being in this one class. It's what happened but, to Star Wars, where it was like, no, the Jedi right. are literally just a few royal bloodlines. It's the Skywalkers, the Palpatines and the Kenobis. Yeah, it's like, it's no, like, it turns out, you know, everybody has to be related to somebody. Right. Yeah. It's like it turns out the Star Wars universe is actually only about this one family, really. Which is, it's impossibly stupid and it's, it, it, it's not exciting. Yeah. But I, I, like I said, there are (laughs) things in the first season that lend to this, this reveal and like the conversations that they have that are complete double entendres. Um, You're going to have to give examples. So there's, there's 
the, this comes with some spoilers from later on. I'm not going to uh, point out what those spoilers are. Well, okay, how about this? I'll say um, this. This is strike two. If there's a third hmm. strike, I'm dropping the show because I'm not enjoying it at this point. At this point, it was homework. But mm-hmm. a- after this, it's like, if this happens one more time, I'm dropping it. Yeah, and I'm getting frustrated having to defend the show. That's that's another thing I'm getting frustrated <laughs> with. Like, I'm getting frustrated of talking you down from the ledge when it's like, uh, you're you're getting to the point where you're pulling me onto the ledge with you. <laughs> <laughs> what scene was it? What was that? Where it was like, it was some kind of, I don't it was some comedy where like there's a dude who's supposed to be talked off the ledge and eventually another character gets to the top of the roof and sees the guy who was supposed to be talking down, they're both at the edge. <laughs> What and it's that? like they're like oh, he, he's man. making a lot of good points. <laughs> I can't remember <laughs> what it was, but yeah. <laughs> oh gosh, that feels like something Britannic would have done. But it does. I, can't remember I don't what think it was is. them. But yeah, no, it I does sound it like that kind of sketch comedy. Uh, but yeah, I'm like, I I really enjoyed this show in the moment, and it's like I can see you know from this perspective, having watched it twice and having the the first season. Um, you know, fresh on my memory with all of the spoilers that I know. And it's like, I can see the breadcrumbs that they left, but now that makes the other problems that more, like, all the more glaring. Yeah. Uh, I'm frustrated now. <laughs> but and, and just the fact that I, retroactively, we had to make it to where transforming into a Titan, which used to be this earth-shaking event, Emir can just do it quietly and Krista doesn't hear it because some snow was on her ears. Like what? And no one in that camp, which was less than a mile away, didn't even hear it. Whereas in the scene where they were all out in the open, when, when Aaron turns into the Titan fighting Annie, or I actually know mm-hmm. when Annie first turns in to the Titan after like coming back, like when she goes to human form temporarily and then turns back into the Titan everyone heard it who was all Mm -hmm. the way away like out at the edge of the forest heard it and it was like oh shoot but emir doing is like this quiet little flash and it's like can we do stealth transformations is that a thing i mean the the characters did hear it like they, they thought it was the avalanche but i mean I thought that was from when she landed. Because in the moment when it happens, it's this little. That's all it is. Oh, I I totally read it as, oh, that was her transforming. Yes, it was. And it was impossibly quiet. Her transforming wasn't her landing. I'm saying I'm saying I I totally read the show when they were talking about the the explosion. I thought that that was her transforming, not her landing. But that doesn't sound like an avalanche. It sounds like a loud bang. It sounds like a thunderclap. An avalanche doesn't doesn't sound like a thunderclap. Especially if it was right next door. It wouldn't be a single bang. Yeah. It just did everything about it. It just feels lazy. And, and it's like... It, Krista, the royal family girl, she's not a titan, but she's this important thing. <clears throat> yeah. 
I have a feeling like thinking about what I know now, I have a feeling that we're going to get to a strike three before some of the main like spoiler stuff that I want to talk about. But at that point, if you've if you've jumped ship, we yeah, may as well, well just, we can like... just talk about it. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, the, I mean, it's it's the point where this is just a show I don't like. But I was willing to try and trudge through it just because it was somewhat interesting to talk about. This isn't belt and this is why. Mm-hmm. But this doesn't even have anything to do with that. This is just bad writing. Yeah. This is just bad execution. Yeah. <clears throat> like it's beyond preference at this point. It's like, how is Aaron this dumb? This is supposed to be my main character. Yeah. Like this is the one I'm supposed to be there in the pocket with. And I'm just not. I I don't like him at all. Like Aaron having this emotional fight coming up with Reina and Bertolt. It's like Aaron has barely participated in season two. Like I'm not invested in this at this moment. It's just it's been so incorrectly paced like the people they've been following for this amount of time. It's like this is not the place to do this. This should have had some kind of lead up to it, but it's just mm-hmm. randomly chosen. And like Rhina just suddenly telling them. like, And then the, the Aaron trying to talk him down by saying, you don't know what you're saying. and like. Rhina just deciding, oh, okay, I guess I'm going to kill everyone now. It's like, oh, Rhina's an idiot, too. Like, I don't care about Rhina now. Like, you're having to dumb down your characters in order to untangle this corner you've written yourself into. And it's like, uh, this seems like a horror movie. I am... I am having to hold my tongue for spoilers sake. <laughs> well, I can guarantee you it's probably not going to be for long. So, yeah, we'll check back in next week. But I didn't have a battle cry. I didn't have a pop off. Uh, yeah, not much to talk about <laughs> or not much else to talk about. <laughs> yeah, there there was a funny moment where Amir and Rhina are both colony like ribbing each other for being gay. That was funny. It's like, I didn't know you were much into women. He's like, well, honestly, I didn't know you were much into guys. It was like, that was funny. Good bant, good bants. Uh, it, it feels like subversion for subversion's sake. That's what the whole story feels like. And the fact that I have to get more details to figure out, no, no, it's not actually doing that. I'm like, well, why even do it to begin with? Yeah. Is the story just a list of plot lines and twists or does it have a point? Because Aaron isn't changing from the stuff that's happening. Yeah. Yeah. What happened to that show I was watching where in order to get Aaron to come back (laughs) to his senses, Armin is able to get through to him about this dream he's in where he's He's content and satisfied. And the th- but the thing that brings him back is to say, don't you want to see what's beyond the wall? And he's like, of course I do. And it's like, why? And he's like, because it's my birthright. It's like, not because I'm, you know, 
uh, not to escape per se. It's like, it's actually more dangerous in that direction, but that's why he wants to Mm -hmm. do it. Where is that? Where's that gone? Is it in sleep mode? Like that, 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 uh, like fire in the gut it used to have has just been non-existent since like near the end of season one and all of season two. Mm -hmm. There was tension and suspense that I was enjoying. And there was the reveals where it's like, Oh my God, what is going on? I don't know about, I like, I don't know what's going on there. Like with the beast Titan, that was really cool. But since then, God, man, we've, we've fallen so far from Pixis. Like ever since Pixis and that moment where like they plugged up the wall, everything's been downhill. It's like, there is no more heroism. There's only the heroes getting their hands dirty and other heroes being killed off in uh, pathetic ways. Mm -hmm. Like the dude who just wants to get the drink, uh, the way he's killed off the way that like, the the cool chick with the cool haircut is reduced to uh, begging for her daddy. Oh, I forgot about as she's being that. killed, and it's like, oh, this is just horror. That, that made me want to cringe into oblivion. Yeah, it's it's just gotten really cringy, and the fact that Mike, like, I was thinking maybe it was it was the point was Mike didn't give up, so even though he's flailing and crying at the end, it's like. No, even that means he didn't give up, but it's like, no, I think this is just bad horror that we've been reduced to. Like, there, mm. there is no heroism. It's like anyone who tries to be a hero is a joke. So, yeah, it just feels like subversion for subversion's sake, and I'm not interested in that. <clears throat> yeah. Uh. F- I guess we can move on, but yeah. Yeah. Second strike with me, me hoping the third comes soon. Cause then I'll be free. Also considering that we have a uh, <laughs> nomad mega box two and mm-hmm. uh Dynazenon coming next week. Be- never a better time to drop something. I'm not enjoying to <laughs> welcome back to gods. Like, but like, yeah, we're it's like reminding me, oh, this is why I enjoy anime. <laughs> but yeah, uh, <sighs> yeah, I don't have anything else to say yet. <laughs> then once once well, it here's all the thing. comes here's the thing. to a close, I can, can share. <laughs> here's the thing. Can you can you do you have any defense on the bad execution? Because that has nothing to do with spoilers. Like new information does not fix how poorly this is being done. So no, and and the the spoilers themselves don't save the storytelling or uh, like like you said the execution, but th- some of the spoilers. Ah, gosh, man, my defense is gonna sound like friggin'. It's gonna sound bad. Um, well, does that mean some it's of bad or? <laughs> Uh, well, we'll find out. <laughs> um, but no, but like I, I, I reject that. Like I, I shouldn't have to give you more time in order for it to be good. It should just be good. Right, right. Now, I will say that some of the, um, 
some of the Listen, writing. Here, here's an example. I have to give an example. Mm-hmm. So I stopped okay. watching Breaking Bad not because the show stopped being stellar. Breaking Bad keeps a lot of things close to the chest, probably more so than Attack on Titan has been. Mm -hmm. I stopped watching Breaking Bad because I wasn't interested in the story or its characters anymore. I had kind Mm. of got what I was going to get from it. And, you know, I, I just don't care for this kind of story. Especially in this much of a long form thing. It's like, yes, this is Dostoevsky. This is one guy goes from a, a timid, a timid, nice guy. I do everything right. I am a good person to the first time he's put up against a wall. He becomes a merciless monster where it's like Mm -hmm. harmless just becomes a miniature Hitler. (laughs) Like just with the first time he's pushed. First time he's really pushed. And yeah, I I got the point. But the execution and the way that they, you know, doled out little bits of like character development and stuff. It was really character development that that saves Breaking Bad. Like, you know what? If Walter didn't seem to be changing. in, In the process of all of these different horrifying subversive events, if he wasn't changing, it would feel no different from Attack on Titan. But the fact mm. that you see Walter change and like it goes from like like even the way his face is set changes because Brian Cranston is a really good actor. But like there, there's yeah, one point where, you know, it, it's before he's killed someone per se, mm-hmm. where he lets someone die. Because it's convenient for him and, and you see you like it like focuses on his face as it's happening and it's like whoa that's a different dude or Mm. that's him really getting revealed now but uh yeah like like the execution was stellar so this isn't a thing where (laughs) the execution should have to suffer for the storytelling yeah and and breaking bad was the the point was to show this guy trying to do the right thing per se you know i like i'm only doing this to help my family and you know he's lying as things go on. It's like, mm-hmm. you should already be done, but you like this. Like, you're enjoying this. But yeah, yeah. anyway. I... <laughs> no, not, the, the spoilers don't excuse any kind of this, uh, this um, execution. Uh, the spoilers would... <sighs> fix some of the stuff that you're saying is like bad character writing mm. um like does it, does it, it fix aaron being a moron who now has being is being uh, faced with i don't know third no. or fourth reveal of <gasps> they're this person and he's still having the same reaction <laughs> no because i don't think they're and fixing that <laughs> no no he's he's just he's an idiot um <laughs> But, but yeah, he's there's, an idiot there's some now. motives. He wasn't always an yeah. idiot. <laughs> there's some motives that get revealed. There's some 
personality traits that get revealed. And it's like, man, all of this stuff is having to get <clears throat> revealed for this stuff to make sense. And right. Like, when instead you could have just they revealed should be it. dropping more bones along the way. <laughs> yeah. Which makes it clear that, you know what you're doing and not just having to go off of where you left things mostly open in order to justify later on when you actually figure out where you're going with this. Yeah. And God, that scene about Annie almost killed Rhina, but he got away and left an inscription. It's like, this is the worst it's ever been. This is, this is 60s Batman, like kind of, oh, the Riddler did this and this was the plan. It's like, no, you don't get away with this. This is the new dumbest thing I've ever seen. Like that <laughs> moment was, it was just, I was mouth agape as that scene was getting I, explained. I totally ate it up the first time. <laughs> okay. And well, that's okay because I ate up 60s Batman like it was candy. Absolutely <laughs> loved that. And I, I, I don't mean, no, no, listen, listen. That sounds really facetious. I don't mean grown up or even teenager enjoying the camp. I mean me in the moment. Like, I, I don't know, like I was maybe like 12, 13, just thought it was good. Like, it just thought it was like, <laughs> this is just, this is how it's done, baby. I... There, there are some. There, oh gosh, if everything freaking hinges on the spoilers, and it freaking sucks. It's like I just want this to be done so that I can just talk freely about the spoilers. Okay, well, uh, it it might be there by next week, so we'll just you know we'll say yeah, we'll, we'll we'll be back we'll to this see. next week. And I'll probably we'll I'll probably be more forthcoming because I've got so many good shows to watch in the meantime mm -hmm. to kind of mm -hmm. you know keep my spirits up. Which is why I wanted to have this yeah. at the end, because I actually mm. really enjoyed most of what we watched. Well, okay, actually not most, because we did watch a lot. Watch a lot. Uh, where we do we want to go next? Do we want to go to? Because we watched a lot. There was the Doctor Stone. Do we want to keep this gripe train going? <laughs> we could, we could, and then you know, uh, um, or, or we could, you know, kind of end alternate. it on a high note, or, or we could alternate. We could go to, uh, there's the Dr. Stone finale, there's the Jujutsu Kaisen finale, there's the My Hero Season 5 premiere, and there's mm -hmm. uh, uh, just, you know, one more episode of Back Arrow, which honestly, I have the least to say about that one. I also, like, I didn't really get much from it. Uh, <laughs> that is let's Back go Arrow. ahead and talk about that. Back let's Arrow is just, I don't know, I don't have much to say. <laughs> uh, we did get our first combination, uh, so. Yeah, that, that was, was my pop-off, and I had nothing else to yeah. write. That was the only thing I wrote down Same. was, Ooh, combining uh, is a thing. So that's promising. Yeah. I did like when Ren was saying like what you bound me in yes. was paper, but my regret made it iron. That was the one other thing that, that really mm -hmm. stuck out to me. I was like, that was a good line. That was a good moment. This, this character yep. is having an exciting development. Uh, yeah. And, and, and I, I liked just how love it she when things combine. <laughs> yes, I just love that trope where com like combining mechs and stuff. And and I liked yeah. how Kai, she, she kind of brought Kai back from mm -hmm. he was being ruled only by pride. Like that was the yeah. only thing driving him. But then and he kind of he, he got a belt moment, too. <laughs> yeah, he did. He, he got brought back to his senses by Ren. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he it seemed like he he bounced back from both of these paths. He was going down. Like there was the one 
where it was like uh, he, he had kind of stopped being interested in changing it from the inside and was just fired up by right. the emperor alone, which is that's what happens when of uh, 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 the like warrior class men, when they lose their purpose, they just look for an emperor. Uh, mm-hmm. And then when that was like, he, he was even losing that. He was like, he just had nothing. He had nothing to go off of. And then she kind of yeah. like brings him back from both of those where it's like, no, Kai wants to be the one who changes this. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he did and, and she gives him his wings and it's like, ah, all right. That's cool. Yeah. yeah I like that. That was good. That was good. Uh, but Other than that, though, I don't really have much else to say. It was I, funny how Back Arrow goes back to the kind of sleepwalking sort of protagonist who's just sort of here doing things. Like he he was against killing, and then in the middle of that meeting, like the Back Arrow that we were that has been established, the back that Back Arrow would have been like, wait, <clears throat> we're we're dropping rocks on them, like what they did with these guys. No, we're not going to do that. That's going to kill them. I don't want to kill my future out. Like he literally said that last episode. Right. And now he's just sitting silently and like, oh, no, I don't want to kill. But I'm not going to say anything out loud. I'm going to let Adelie say it. Yeah. It was it was weird. um, Where'd you go? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what would have happened to him to bring him down to that point. Uh, I guess that he hurt his arm, but it doesn't even really seem to be bothering him until the very end of this episode where he tries to and use then, an attack. Wow, it really bothered yeah, him. Yeah, that boy, that voice actor. They really came in there with a taser while he was in that in that booth. Just started going I wonder at him. if they were like I wonder if I wonder if originally it was like, hey, just just make it sound like you, you know, like you sprained your wrist. And then like he goes all out and they're like, oh, crap, we got to fix the animation for that. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was a little over the top. <laughs> like, Oof, ouch, owie, my arm hurts. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, it didn't really leave me with much. Mm-mm. It still just sort of seems yeah. like it's happening. Uh, but yeah, so that was back arrow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so do we want to go to my hero, Jujutsu Kaisen, or Doctor Stone? Let's do my hero because though I okay, so what we I have are to say is negative. Up. I don't have I don't have much to say about it either. Yes. Uh, so this was a big waste of time. Like the yeah. first chunk, the first chunk of the episode was recap from the like, finale episode of season four. So it's like, well, that's the last thing yeah. we saw. Why do you need to recap that? Yeah. And also, like, I I am really sick of this show at the beginning of each and every season reintroducing us to class 1A. It's like, yeah, by this point, if you're watching <clears throat> the fifth five. season, you you know these characters, you know their powers, you don't have to get friggin' what's his name, DJ guy, to introduce them each and every y- time. Yes. It's it's just padding. Like it's it's padding masquerading as fan service. Like, you like think if we about- cut out all of his all if we cut out all of his like narration and just had the episode, it'd probably be about like 10 minutes long. Dude, imagine Avengers Endgame bothering to reintroduce every single member <laughs> of the in- Avengers. <laughs> Captain America, power shield. Well, like 
Yes, <laughs> but that's what this felt like. It's like we are this far into this story. <laughs> How are you still introducing people? Like, is or- the assumption that this is the first episode someone's going to watch? Because and no one's going to start at season five. I'm sorry. Also, it, it I'm thinking about the end game thing. It's like this wouldn't even be like if end game did it at the beginning of the movie. It would be like if end game started doing the introductions when everybody is like, hey, Cap, on your left. Yes. And then, then did the introductions. It's like, right. What? No, literally. <laughs> we're, we're already watching it, dude. <laughs> We're invested. We're here. I'm also pretty sure that it only would have happened in the anime. This is probably not in the manga because the manga is just, okay, next week or next month. Right. Actually, wait, is it weekly? Pretty sure it's weekly. Yeah. So it's like, well, next week we'll just continue. Yeah. Uh, Mm. But, but, you know, so is. uh, Oh, wait, it isn't. Jojo is actually no longer Shonen Jump. Jojo switched to monthly. But yeah. Oh, did it get kicked off of Shonen Jump or did they no, just move off? Of uh, it? I, I think it moved because it it went from it changed demographics. It like ages mm-hmm. with the the viewers sort of because, mm-hmm. you know, the first one, classic strongman Shonen. But uh, mm-hmm. as things keep going, it gets <sighs> more and more complex to the point where even if the content could be aimed at a younger audience they would not be able to follow it so mm, okay <clears throat> anyway um um this yeah, the feels only like, meat that we got to chew on was the final part of the episode yeah it, well, even it, then it was like wasn't 30 it the, seconds <laughs> wasn't it after the credits yes or it was after i it, was it after the credits i feel like it was like right after like the end title card or whatever okay called, so yeah yeah, so huh. the only meat that we got was, uh, and I'm I'm going to tell you right now, I am sick of training exercises. I'm I'm sick of them. I'm so sick of them. <laughs> like, I I don't care. Also, think about the fact that the movies don't reintroduce the characters. Oh gosh, that well, because that would pad out the time too much. Yes, exactly. We only have like an hour and a half, and right. we know we know why you're here. You're not here to get mm-hmm. introduced to these characters, like you know them. Yep. Uh, so there was there's no reason to do that. It was a complete waste of time. Uh, that whole scene, I'm pretty sure, probably not in the manga. It was just filler. Like they even, which is exactly like the first episode of uh, season last four. season. Yeah. And also like the first episode of friggin' season two of Fire Force. Uh-huh. But at least that had some like serious style points going on. Yes. And at least that was that was the first time they ever did it. There were there was right. never a lineup where everyone was getting reintroduced again. Also, between Fire Force season one and two, there was a lot of time because of the Roni. Yeah. So like there was a long gap, but it was kind of like, OK, we can afford some, you know, uh, we, we can afford some time to reintroducing everyone one by one because there's a chance you forgot about one or two of them. Yeah. Uh, for, for this, it was like, here's the same scene you've seen a million times by now. 
where Mm -hmm. they split off into groups, have their roles, and they have to rescue someone and fight someone else. And of course, the most fun people in all of these are Bakugo, Kabanari, and uh, Kirishima. Mm -hmm. Like them three, they always go off on their own to go do the thing we'd rather be watching right now. (laughs) And then at the very end, make make everything way more entertaining yeah it's like, like if this was a natural disaster and then we're focusing on all the people in tents yes like, i want to see the people who are doing the real work yes. i mean gosh freaking you know what i mean yes uh my 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 pop-off was red riot from uh from stage right where he just was on top of the car and he jumps off and he is the projectile Oh, I love and, Red Riot. And when they showed like how they were getting how they were doing the car was Kaminari was hot wiring it <laughs> with the friggin wires in his teeth. Yeah. And it was just a cool scene because it's like, yeah, these three, they would just steal a car <laughs> in order mm-hmm. to like save the day. It's like, man, they sure are fun to hang around. Oh, well, <laughs> time to watch Ido do some running. Time to watch him <laughs> run, baby. Time to watch uh, Kyoka sit down and listen to things. Time to watch Tentacle yeah. have some eyeballs and say, wait, we don't know if it's this like, is everyone. Turns out it was everyone. It's like they knew. It's like they knew what we were feeling because even uh, like Earphone Jack was just like, I'd rather be out there doing the cool stuff. <laughs> Yeah. It's like, yes, me too. So, I mean, that's <laughs> not much to dwell on. I mean, it was basically just like, uh, okay, well, I guess the like, real season appetizer. Yeah, I guess the real season starts next week and it's like we wait months to get a trailer of an episode. But yeah, uh yeah, the, this is the same the- issue we had with last season. Yes. So like uh the thing at the end of the episode being uh Dobby and uh hawks mm-hmm. <laughs> meeting behind the scenes and i'm kind of wondering where's uh what's his face the 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 boring character who's really Bad taking touch? his time yes really taking his time <laughs> to get interesting i can't i i don't even know does, does he have the red jacket yet or no i don't know he had a black jacket in the show last i saw but in heroes mm-hmm. rising he had the red jacket I don't know. I can't remember his name either. He just is not remarkable. He's not memorable. Uh, through all the character redesigns he gets, he gets m- the most. And I just don't. I can't remember what his name is. I can't remember him, dude. This is the problem that I've had with him since season one is like, I can't. Re- then again, I can't remember most people's names. <laughs> y- yes. And I mean, most of them are Japanese, so it's not the kind of names we're used to remembering right but uh like at least give him a hero name or something or a villain name give him something memorable he he just doesn't have it i can remember dobby because he uh is the main of one of my friends when we play the fighting game so i fight him a lot Mm. like i when you say dobby i literally just think harry potter (laughs) well i haven't seen harry potter so Oh, there's a freaking little elf. His name is Dobby, and he wants clothes. <laughs> Don't we all? 
<laughs> but yeah, so like Dobby wants to have this match with Endeavor because he's the other fire guy is, is the mm-hmm. thing I'm getting. And Hawks has some kind of motive. Like, I know it makes you want to yeah. think that Hawks is a villain, but I think Hawks is getting in nice with the League of Villains by providing this kind of thing. Hmm. But if he is a villain, then okay. I mean, we didn't really spend much time with him anyway. Yeah. Like this, it, he was it, also wasn't he also in Heroes Rising? Yeah, he was. He was. Uh, he um, he's the the tutor or or the um, what would you call that? Not the tutor. Like Chaperone? Fumikage is is doing the apprenticeship under him. Oh, okay. Or you know, Sukiyomi is his hero name but yeah yeah dark shadow is how i best remember him <laughs> but yes yeah. that is the, the easiest way to remember but it isn't <laughs> him that's neither of those names are easy <laughs> yeah i mean sukiyomi is apparently like a thing from japanese mythology but i don't remember uh, what it is it, it's the, also the name of one of the moves that um itachi has in naruto sukiyomi but um uh, yeah anyway hawks is uh, established you know one of the big heroes so if it is if it does turn out he's kind of like a behind the scenes villain it would it wouldn't it's I don't know I, I'm supposed to get like shocked by it but it's like well, I mean I barely know the guy I've hardly seen him at all and mm-hmm. I, I guess it it isn't much of a stretch he did seem like a little aloof and like maybe he was up to something Um, and he's always late to things yeah, it's like, oh, well, I was meeting with my dastardly pals. That's why I was so late. But um, it, it also <laughs> could be like he's getting an in on the League of Villains by making them think he's a little crooked. But so far, what mm. we've seen is that he doesn't seem that crooked. He's crooked yeah, enough I mean, to, it, to get Endeavor to have to fight Dobby, at least. Yeah, and in, in the trailer, like, for the next <clears throat> episode, there's a sword to Dobby's neck, so... Who knows? Yeah. Who or uses a, a sword? sword or whatever it is? Oh, gotcha. Okay. Hawks. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, I'm sure plot will happen next episode. There, there isn't really anything I've, that we've been teased or had set up yet. Like remember at the end of season yeah. three where they had that big tease for overhaul and like mm-hmm. that, that mafia or whatever. And it was like, Oh, that's, that's going to happen next season. wonder what's up there. Yeah. With this, we don't really know what's going to happen next. It's kind of just, you know, happy go lucky waiting for the next thing. And the thing hasn't really happened yet. And it definitely did not happen in this episode. I would have been more fine with this if this episode aired a week before it did. And it's like show proper is going to start here. Here's a fun little like thing, even if you've seen it five other times. You know what this was? This was the that uh, trailer for uh, Dr. Stone season two, the trailer that had new content in it, which I also don't think is the right way to do things. But uh, they had. (laughs) Yeah, they had new content in the trailer and it had like the same ratio of new to old Mm -hmm. and it had less filler, too. So, yeah, it so I mean, like <clears throat> Dr. Stone did it better. <laughs> Big surprise. But um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, of course, you know, I'm, I'm here for the next episode. This is just mm-hmm. this kind of padding that is just like, uh, you guys were supposed to be different. Like, 
you know, we, we were, we broke things into seasons. We're not like Dragon Ball or Naruto. You know, we aren't doing one every week and have to suffer through filler. It's like, you guys were going to do it different. You're going to make it to where here's mm. the, here's the chunks and we'll make those right. And then, you know, you won't see it for a while. And then when it comes back, it'll all be efficient and a direct adaptation because that's how the first season was. First season mm-hmm. had no, had no padding whatsoever, you know, 13 episodes yeah. and it was super solid. But uh, as things have gone on, <sighs> they're doing more and more of the stuff that the people they're supposed to be better than do. Oh, the trailer for the movie, though. Oh, the trailer for that the movie happens. was awesome. What's it called? Yeah. It's World Heroes Mission. Uh, that sounds right. Yeah. Uh, it's a, it's a word salad. Yeah, it's it's definitely what we like to call <laughs> translated. But uh kind of like my hero academia, very translated, very translated. Uh yeah. that's why a lot of people shorten it to hero academia or my hero. Even the games, they they drop the academia part. It's just my hero one's justice, which once again Word salad, especially my hero <laughs> one's justice two. It's like you put a one in the two at different points in there. And you also can't decide if it's a Roman numeral or like the Arabic. And uh, gosh, it's what like a mess. That's, that's done as a gag. And you guys did it <clears throat> unironic. <laughs> right. So uh, yikes. But yeah, uh, that trailer looks fantastic. <laughs> and. I can speculate because the uh, movies aren't adapted from the manga. Mm-hmm. So I can speculate on this. This is. But they are canon. Yes, which they is are. pretty cool. They are canon and they're not from the manga. But uh, mm-hmm. those suits looked like they were giving Bakugo and uh, Shota portable one for all. Because the same effect was happening on those suits that they were all three wearing and Deku's was like the light, you know, the light blue greenish color, the Mm -hmm. same color he gets from one for all. And their suits were like lighting up with those like lines going throughout them. And I'm like, Oh, what is going on here? Cause the, the second movie teased that there's a lot more going on with one for all than we previously, previously knew where it's like, or maybe it's just Deku's version. He can, temporarily lend it to someone but it you know also came with a lot of caveats where it was was it because Bakugo fell unconscious before the transfer was complete <clears throat> or yeah something like that also or maybe Bakugo he used it up before it could transfer into him right and Bakugo didn't ingest the DNA so is it because he didn't do everything right they did kind of like you know get their blood mixed in that uh and mm-hmm. when they like grabbed each other's hands So like that was the Mm -hmm. DNA transfer, but it wasn't as, you know, official as the DNA transfer of Deku has to swallow one of All Might's hairs. There was you sent me that you sent me that uh, that meme, the like, you can do this. You're a man. And then Gurren Lagann and crying. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, I I was going to send you back the same thing, but with Deku and Bakugo, like, standing, you know, powered up with all for one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or one for all. And, like, <clears throat> man, I watched that scene again the other day, and it's just, like... It's devastating. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, when I'm reminded that exists, 
I have no patience for Attack on Titan. Oh, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> there just is no comparison. But, uh, yeah. Um, Vin, you're like, boy, did that season five premiere waste time. I know you mm. guys can do better. Like, you've, yeah. you've almost done exclusively nothing but better than this. So I know you can do better. Right. <laughs> Come on. But, you know, it's not a situation where it's like one more strike, my hero. It's like, no, it's kind of just uh, come on. I have to wait until next week to really get going. Yeah, they're not they're not like doing any heinous things. But it's, it's almost like, like it's uh, almost like that. it makes it more annoying because I do care. Yeah. I care a lot. So it's like uh, I'm going to have to tell people to skip this episode in the future like when and it's like I hate having to do that like I hate dude there's nothing I hate more than all the caveats that come with recommending watching the Clone Wars mm. where it's like oh yeah um at one point this main character gets killed off but then in a later season there's an entire arc that involves him <laughs> and it's like it doesn't at any point say that this is prequel it's like Whoa, wait, is this in the past or? Yeah, it's like I, whenever I whenever I recommend it, I always have to say you have to watch it in chronological order because this whole conspiracy. How it's like, no, I just I want to be able to just like, hey, watch this show. Yeah, it's it's a bloody shame because that chronological order thing. It's like, yeah, it's nice that Dave Filoni keeps it updated and like that's on the official star Wars website, but like you have to dig for it a little bit. You at least can't find it on the main page. And after multiple shots, like when it moved to Netflix, when they had their chance, they could have put it up as the actual order you're supposed to watch it in. But instead they put it in the airing order. Imagine if people, okay. Imagine if the DVDs and like the Netflix, whatever streaming version of firefly, put it in the order it was aired in. No one would like Firefly. Cause that's why it got canceled in the first place. Yeah. Because they, they aired it out of order, <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, with, with clone wars, it's like, I hate having to have that caveat because it makes it to where like my brother, he just, he was like, uh, I just, it's just a lot of work, you know, with any other show, I just hit play on next episode and it's like yeah i know it sucks like yeah, and then, like and then disney plus they could have done that they they had another chance another chance yeah it's like you could have put and it Dave in the correct order. has even more creative control in disney plus well but he, he doesn't he have creative netflix. control on how these right. dot mov files get uploaded to this server <laughs> <laughs> especially when the guy doing that can just look at the order of one, two, three, four, five, and be like, yep, all right, there it is. Yep. <clears throat> he doesn't have to, you know, curate each episode and put them in this certain batch. But yeah, uh, <clears throat> I hate having caveats added to my recommendations. It makes it to where it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe this isn't perfect because that's the impression they're going to get is, yeah, but you have to do this. You have to watch it correctly in order to make it good. And you don't like this doesn't make the show bad and it also doesn't make Clone Wars bad, but it makes Clone Wars a seven out of ten when it should be a ten. Yeah, it makes it less ingestible. It's funny. It's like the way Clone Wars was aired made it almost seem like a monster of the week thing 
mm-hmm. because it's all told out of order. But when you look at it chronologically, it's like, no, this is a sprawling epic with like yeah. very, like, very deliberate and measured character development throughout. Yeah. And like all the different uh, the arcs, like there are three episode <clears throat> arcs very often and a couple times there are like five episode arcs and yeah. like the way that they interweave with each other is really good. Yes. And if you watch it in the arid order, it's like, I just got a really good dramatic, uh, moment for Ahsoka where like, you know, she's, she's changed from something. And then the next episode, Mm -hmm. she's acting like a goofy kid again because this was way before and it doesn't explain that. And this is before she's, you know, seen the horrors of war and stuff. And it's like, what? This is annoying. I just saw her have development that has now been walked back, which is I think I hate that more than anything is when character development is walked back. Probably Mm -hmm. just as much as I hate when it isn't even acknowledged. But, you know, we just (laughs) we're done talking about that. So, (laughs) in fact, we should be done talking about it. Now it's my bad. Now it's it's my problem and not the show's. But uh, yeah, so uh, where do we want to go next? We can do Dr. Stone or Jujutsu Kaisen. And I know which one you're going to say if we're going from worst to best. Yeah. I'm, Boy, I mean... is the animation good <laughs> in Jujutsu Kaisen. Like, oh, yes. Th- these fight scenes. I'm just like, man, how do they just keep cranking these puppies out? Like it's one after another. Mm-hmm. Like uh, it's almost like we get one really well directed. Oh, my, my dogs are my dogs are going crazy right now. Okay, you need to check on them. They're they're like tic tacking upstairs. Oh, okay. When you say going crazy, I'm like, uh oh, is someone at the door? <clears throat> well, yes. I mean the the uh the girl that Maddie watches during the day just got here. But oh, okay, gotcha. The dogs are just like freaking out. They're just like, oh, somebody's here. Yeah. Um, it sounds like can't sit still. Now, though. Yeah. Here's the thing. You'll, you'll probably hear some tick tacking in the recording. Yeah, I, I've realized the background noise that everyone's okay with is the one that makes them think of pets. Like everyone's <laughs> mostly okay with it. Like until the dog's been barking for like 20 minutes. But like, right. When it's you hear shuffling of a pet in the background, it's like, oh, doggies. <laughs> but like, uh, yeah, so yeah, it's probably not the end of the world. But anyway, with yeah, animation. Jujutsu Kaisen, it's like, it seems like every. Every three or four episodes, we get some ridiculously well animated, like well directed action scene that mm-hmm. I'm just like, wow, where is everyone else? Like they're showing up every action show that I've, I'm watching right now. Yeah. They just keep them coming. And, and the the interim <clears throat> uh, episodes between those like those peaks of animation mm-hmm. are still really well animated. Yeah, the, like it's one thing to where you can hide your budget restrictions or you can, uh, you know, you're smart for where you decide to spend mm-hmm. the money and where to kind of hold it back. Mm-hmm. This show must have a lot of money because even the mm-hmm. parts where they're holding back are ridiculously well animated. Like the scene mm-hmm. with, uh, uh, that, that older chick that they went with on that mission with the one with the shorter blonde hair who wears a suit. Yeah. Who is like, yes, I like her. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> uh, with that scene where she's like trying to call them on the phone 
it's like weirdly well animated. It has like a weird amount of extra frames to make it look smooth. And she kind of like throws her head back in frustration. And it's like, man, they got they got some cash. They're able to just kind of throw around here and there. Yeah, it's the it's the little details too. like the um, like one of the things that I really like. That's not even animation was just she was pulled over on the side of the road and her hazards were gone. It's like, yeah, that was just that was just. That was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, it's it's in it's almost like that animation is there because that was there in the storyboard. And it's like this mm, show mm-hmm. has phenomenal storyboarding. Like through yes. the entire season, everything has stayed on model. Like mm-hmm. there's no parts where it looks like, oh, they got a they got someone else to direct this one. You can really tell, like, you know, <laughs> what happens in Gurren Lagan a lot. <laughs> Like there's quite a few episodes where I was like, boy, this storyboard artist, he really is just doing his own thing. Hey, eh? <laughs> just wow. It's like uh, Kamina got some real long eyelashes for this one. What's going on there? <laughs> but uh, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Did you have a pop off for? Uh, OK, OK, let, let me see, because I, I wrote it down. I might the pop off I wrote down was just the animation. Good Lord. But, uh, I, th- I think it, it probably was the part where he goes. Uh, how did he move so fast where uh, Yuji mm. is already like on the other side of uh, mm-hmm. I can't remember her name. Uh, is it Kugisaki? The girl that sounds correct. Kugisaki. Uh- here, I'm going to look it up in the meantime, but when he was like yeah. on the other side of her and able to like land a blow on the 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 brother, it was mm-hmm. and he was like how did he go get over there so fast? It was like whoa, that was really well directed. Like you chose the right camera cuts and like chose the just the right shot to get us the same feeling he got, but for it to make sense that we didn't see him move. Right. It wasn't like a Jason Bourne. Let's cover up the jank. It was like, we're going to express this. Right. Like uh, it was it was so good in the fact that the uh, the younger brother like is actually which one was the younger brother? I don't remember. Green, the green, one, uh, the, the green. Blob. Yes. The, the fact that he like just noticed it right before the other brother noticed it and it was like mm-hmm. that's why he noticed it was his brother is suddenly turning to the left like what what yeah i think <clears throat> that my pop off was um <laughs> was when uh kugasaki Kaka, whatever oh, her name shoot is. i was going to look that up wasn't i <laughs> <laughs> you said in the meantime yeah that's, um, and then i just what? left you high and dry <laughs> When she when she drove the nail into her arm and she was like, let's play a game of chicken. I was like, this is sick. Yeah, no, that was really cool (laughs) where it was like, uh, I'm eventually going to die, but I'm going to make it really hurt while you're killing me. (laughs) Yeah, Kugisaki. (sighs) Kugisaki. Okay. (laughs) which yeah, she she suddenly after uh, uh, Fushiguro got his moment in the couple episodes prior where it's like, yeah, I'm really sold on his character. Now she's Mm -hmm. finally getting a little more screen time to kind of, you know, be, be a, to act like a main character. And it was like, yeah, "Yeah, I'm really liking this. And like her and Yuji having a dynamic, which I think that's the first time we've really seen them have like a dynamic Mm -hmm. in a fight. And it was just really good. Dude, dude, I know you're thinking strolls. (laughs) 
Oh, oh, okay. When 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 they were like uh <laughs> when uh Megumi was talking to that girl, like giving her directions, and they all yes. run up. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then they're kind of like tag teaming it, and then it ends <laughs> with Gojo. <laughs> And hey, hey, you're late for your violin lesson. So listen, (laughs) I wasn't just seeing what I wanted to see. All right. So it's clearly (laughs) there. It was clearly there. It's not what is, but it was there on purpose. I mean, it's not skate the infinite, but (laughs) no, it's no skate the infinite, but it was there. (laughs) But yeah, uh, so like yeah they, they showed like yuji and kugisaki like having fun together messing with fushiguro but this is the first time we've mm-hmm. seen them like in a fight and mm-hmm. they are like they have a dynamic that is fun to watch and they're both kind of more like brawlers than fushiguro is mm-hmm. like fushiguro you know is basically controlling stands but like right they both are like getting in close and they have like a a a, a physical hit that goes with their attacks yeah. And when the music was going between them with like the beats, like yes, like it was lining the up with the music of this episode was, was so awesome. <laughs> I also, I, I think this was a finale more so in. It wasn't a finale in terms of plot. Yeah, it was it, definitely a finale in feel. Yes, like, like it felt like this was a crescendo where you finally got to see these three fully realized doing a normal mission. And I was like, right. that's a cool way to do a finale. Not everything has to be the world is ending and we have to save it. Like it, it yep. actually felt like a finale because all three of the main characters who are, you know, in a team together finally did something on their own and it didn't have to be saved by Gojo. They actually mm-hmm. do it together. Like they are successful in the mission. Like that moment where they find um Fushiguro laying on the ground unconscious and then he like becomes conscious when when they show up. It was like mm-hmm. something about that feeling and like the sun was rising and stuff, where I was like, This is good. This feels nice. Yep. Like like this this felt like the right time and the right way to do this. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, what a nice, what a nice surprise the show was. Yeah, and, and, and it keeps surprising me somehow. I remember thinking, I'm like, this is underrated by me. Like, I am underrating mm. this show. I need to start recommending this to more people. <laughs> like, yeah. and, and then the way it ends. Oh, okay. First of all, my battle cry was mm. when she's figuring out, or she remembers that uh, because of. I can never remember this, the curse's name, the curse king that's inside of him. Sukuna. Sukuna, yeah. I always, Sukuna, su- yeah. Yeah, Sukuna. <clears throat> when she remembers that that means that he's immune to poison, and when she's, that's mm. why she's confirming with the, uh, the dude with the crazy back and the Chippendales outfit, where it's like yeah. confirming, but it's effectively a poison. And he's like, yeah, I guess but the damage comes from decay. <laughs> but it, but it's like, okay, I, at first I didn't know what she was getting at, but then they remind you, Itadori is immune to poison because of Sukuna. So it's like, so it's only pain. And if it's only pain, then Yuji Itadori will not stop. <laughs> and it's just him yes. beating that guy, just going after him. And it was like, oh, this is oh, great. So <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> that was the Valkyrie. And then uh, there was like, 
I love the way it ended where he's like, he's having the conversation with Kugisaki when they're walking back where mm-hmm. he's like, did you, he's like, was that your first time killing a living thing instead of killing a curse? Because they were both kind of like, uh, they weren't, uh, uh, what's the word? They were both living beings. <clears throat> they were both corporeal beings. Right. But they, they weren't like, animated corpses. Like the right. previous ones that Yuji fought that were like doing this against their own will. They were like animated mm-hmm. to to be these monsters. These two were like, uh, you know, basically the Sith version of a uh, uh, a jujitsu sorcerer. Right. They're, you know, they're, they're the dark side version of this kind of curse magic that they're they're using. Yeah. <clears throat> and I was like, uh, and yeah, you know, they got their tragic backstory which i thought was was cool because it was still like a kind of urban legend thing it's not just you know mm-hmm. this guy had this thing and that's why he's doing this now it's like no these guys this isn't their first rodeo so i like that there's like a, a myth to go with it that was cool yeah <clears throat> it's also setting up their remaining brother who's going to want revenge and i like that they address that like they address that mm-hmm. Yuji's affected by this and he, and he's like uh I can't remember what he, what the wording is exactly but he's like tears were shed for the live for the lives I took today. Yeah. I think that's actually exactly what he says. And like she was saying but. that you know she had already kind of made it up in her head that she wasn't going to be able to save them. Like yeah. she had to she had to put them down and she, she was were, like is that uh, mean so but what what she said was actually my it, it a very weird battle cry but it was my favorite line of hers okay was when she said um <clears throat> you know she was talking about you know there are only so many seats in my life and yes. i have to make sure that those are maintained and then when she said and some people like you bring their own chair and sit down it was like that was my favorite line yeah that was it was like Oh, yes, that's good. <laughs> it was really good. And and I also like how she's frank about it's like I only have so much I can give. So I, you mm-hmm. know, I have to be choosy. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, but yeah, and, and I like how it I like how Yuji isn't just over it. Like some yeah. people in some shows, but. <laughs> Yuji's like still getting affected by like in the fact that once again it felt like he got robbed like he thought he was finding a curse and then after it's crumpled on the floor and it's just like at this point it's like I I don't even know what I'm doing like I don't even know who I'm hurting but uh like they and then you know it's a situation where they had to deal with the other brother because he was holding that dude hostage like he was going to he was going to mm-hmm. kill them in order to get away. And uh, then Sukuna starts coming after Yuji, you know, later in the episode. It's like right before it goes to credits where he's saying, like, you being alive means other people die. And it's like those guys wouldn't yeah. be dead if you, if you uh, had died earlier. <clears throat> and he's like, don't he's tell. Like, don't tell. Like, don't tell that to Megumi. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we got Megumi's whole thing where it's like, why would you forgive people? Because then they're just going to go do it again. 
And it's bringing yeah. this all together. And I'm like, oh, it's going to actually address it. It's going to actually have to be something that they that they that they do. Like, this is a thing we're doing. It's yeah. like, you know, you don't just take life and it not affect you. Uh, mm. And, you know, the the <laughs> sorry, what <laughs> the freaking the freaking I I just want to touch on this real quick, but just how freaking hilarious the mouth in his hand. Oh, yeah. The, the finger. Yeah, that was hysterical. <laughs> where he's like, he thinks I have the intelligence of a dog where he's like, don't eat it. Don't eat it. You have to promise you're not going to eat it. And he's like, he's, he's treating me like a dog. And then he goes to grab it and the mouth and the hand just. Bleh. And he's like, I just told you not what to eat I it. And he's like, say? I didn't know. <laughs> that was great. Uh, but yeah, uh, so uh, with Fushiguro, who he had his whole like, uh, I guess his current making peace with what his sister believed or is like his sister is choosing that uh, for him, he's not going to let him get away with anything. She's mm, she for mm-hmm. her forgiving everyone else is how she makes it to where she has, I guess, the energy to be strict with him specifically. Yeah. And, you know, that's his way of explaining it. Uh, I I can tell Fushiguro being a younger dude doesn't really understand uh, forgiveness yet. But, you know, you get that with a lot of hot headed, you know, people who are enraged by injustice when they're younger. They just don't understand forgiveness. Yeah. Uh, And uh, Yuji is worried. He's concerned about forgiveness because he's wondering if he's going to be forgiven. Or, you know, if if he's doing the right thing, if he's doing right by his grandfather and then, you know, him being alive, if he hadn't been alive, then supposedly those guys would be alive right now. But that's also fallacious. And that's a fallacy that a lot of people go to when they're, you know, arguing for like capital punishment or something. Mm -hmm. Or it's like, if you let that guy go, which of course, you know, they straw man. And it's like, who said anything about letting him go the way like that comes with a lot of baggage that we are not implying at all. But uh, you know, people arguing for capital punishment where it's like, if you don't kill him, he's going to kill other people. And it's like, you're giving yourself the most beneficial framing and you're leaving so mm-hmm. much out. Like you're leaving out the right. fact that first of all, this is one person and you're wanting to make it a policy so that means you are argue, you're making the case for killing more people right. in the process. And it's also like that's pre-crime, which I mean, it, I would hate that I would ever have to go into why pre-crime is a bad thing. <laughs> you know, more and more, it feels like maybe I do. But, you know, to yeah. that, I would just say, uh, go read 1984. That gives you a good it's a good way of summing up why pre-crime bad. But then also um, look at the 20th century <laughs> where, you know, what was the Holocaust pre-crime? Like prejudice that is then punished or that prejudice that is then put into policy. It's pre-judging. That's pre, pre-crime. Right. Uh, you know, uh, um, the Soviet Union pre-crime. It was like. The, these uh, uh, these people are critical of the regime. That means they must be plotting against it. Time to put them and in the gulag. 
also like we always we, we have to reaffirm our status uh but everything going on with the chinese government yes yes uh the ccp uh we are we want to be banned in china um not yes. because the chinese are bad but because the chinese communist party bad because of course right. it is they're committing a genocide Gen- yeah genociding people for uh and I don't, I'm not even sure which one that is more of. It, it easily could just be their religion, the Uyghur Muslims being genocided just because yeah. they have the wrong religion, because you're not supposed to be religious in China. You're just supposed to, you know, believe in the party. Yeah, every religion is the <clears throat> wrong religion. But the Uyghur Muslims are also a specific ethnic group. So it also mm. could be, uh, uh, what's that, ethnic cleansing. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, two birds for, with one stone. But... um. There's also, oh boy, whoa, okay, I just saw the uh, cliff I could jump down and free fall, but I, I'm, I'm going to elect not to, but okay. I, I, will, I will say that it is a thing where you see people who supposedly have the same faith who are going to be like, I don't want to know about it, so I don't have to be complacent, mm. where you have... uh complicit you mean complicit did i say complacent you said complacent maybe i mean complacent uh and again complicit is a bit strong because here's the thing if you are uh a muslim and you need an organ transplant you want Mm -hmm. one that is uh I'm, i'm not sure the word for it it might be halal but you want one that is not uh, th- th- that isn't from a body that eats pork. Mm. Like you don't want that organ because then you have an impure uh, body. Um, hmm. So they, they want these organs from people who didn't eat pork. And the problem is it suddenly became less unlikely that you would get that. And you know, your first response is well, good. I, I can get an organ transplant and I'm not going to have to, you know, it's not going to be a crisis of faith of, do I deserve to live? Right. But then you start to wonder where are these coming from? And that's not yeah. a fun thing to think about. No. <laughs> so yeah, complicit is a bit strong. <laughs> complicit is a bit strong because if I think of myself in the same boat, it's kind of like, oh boy. Uh, that's making my yeah. stomach turn and I don't know what to do about it, but <clears throat> yeah. Anyway, China bad, pre-crime bad. Uh, so, uh, yeah, yeah. The whole, uh, capital punishment thing where it's like, we have to kill this person or they'll kill more people. And it's like, wait a second. I mean, we're stopping them now because they killed people. Like right. th- this is confirmed. They are a murderer. They have to be stopped. We have to protect people, but <clears throat> you become a killer in the process mm-hmm. if you're just like i'm gonna go kill the killers it's like that's that's actually not an effective strategy that's that's not that doesn't give you the moral high ground <sighs> it's just a uh <sighs> you could always tell with these people they don't actually believe this when you keep pushing them on this anyone who purports to believe this doesn't believe it they're just looking yeah. for an excuse to kill bad guys. Right. It's like they're reaching. It's like, well, because they'll kill more people, 
if we don't kill them now. And it's like, do you seriously think there's not other ways we could keep them from killing people? <clears throat> and like I said, <laughs> I'm not saying let them go. Of course, I'm not saying that. Oh, yeah, no, there are there are natural consequences for actions. Yes, but and, and, and society will implement those consequences whether you want them to or not. Like, right. you know, uh, big talk anarchist over here being like prisons are immoral, but there is something worse than prisons. And, you know, mm-hmm. that's existed throughout human history. There's also things that aren't as bad as prisons that have existed throughout human history. But, you know, we, we won't get into that. <clears throat> that's a big old conversation <laughs> with a bunch of sources I have to pull up because I don't have it off the top of my head. If, and if I'm going to make a claim like this, I'd better have that stuff ready. So I'm not going to do it right now. <laughs> but, you know, if if this was what we were talking about, I would have them pulled up, but I don't. Shut up. Leave me alone. But uh, anime. <clears throat> uh, the, yeah, it's just like it, it's it's uh, uh, what, what am I saying? It's facing this stuff. It's not sweeping mm-hmm. it under the rug like Attack on Titan does. It's actually facing, yeah. you know, if the different justifications for killing people, good and bad. It's like, well, it's okay to kill bad people. And then uh, with the patchwork curse, where it's like, nothing matters, so why wouldn't you kill people? It's like, it, it yeah. you know, you are, your, it's like you are your own god, is you get to, to decide who lives or dies, because you have that potential in you. <clears throat> Which, you know, is, is nihilism, and it's naturally what nihilism leads to. Right. Um, and then you've got Yuji, who so far, because of his own ignorance, has taken lives and after the fact or even in the middle realized that he's doing it and it's really bothering him. Then you have Kugisaki mm-hmm. who has before going into this has kind of made an effort to figure out what she thinks about this. And then you yeah. have Shigeru who's struggling with this where it's like it just feels wrong to let killers go unpunished to let bad people go unpunished yeah. it feels wrong and he's he's struggling with why his sister disagrees with him so much and you know his, his older sister which he respects and loves and he's like why don't you see it this way why does why doesn't everyone see it this way so yeah yeah jujutsu kaisen seems almost preoccupied with an interesting question <laughs> right they're preoccupied with a thing that is an inconvenience for other writers so and they're facing mm. it head on they're not getting dragged down by it it was like this finale felt like it meant something because this is something they're all three going through <clears throat> yeah so yeah uh Jujutsu Kaisen season one uh that was a good one I think very early on early on we had some pacing issues but man mm-hmm. I don't I don't have anything to complain about at this point no, it was like after those pacing issues cleared them up, cleared themselves up. Yeah, and it they, was like it took off, and they just cleared up having Gojo have to come save the day all the time. They finally had one where it didn't happen, and it's like, okay, can we just have those behind us now? Because if it comes right. back, it's really gonna sting. Because we had the one, yeah. then we had the one where it was like this veil specifically to keep Gojo out, and then it just kind of falls, and oh, Gojo's here. <laughs> It's like, uh, <laughs> dang, like, 
let's not do that. And then I thought it was going to happen with this arc where Fushiro's like, you know, Gojo's away so we can't get his help. And it's like, yeah, you better not. And then we didn't need it. it. We actually were able to solve this arc with the three main characters, the ones whose stories aren't, you know, who, who aren't finished with their character development. It's like Gojo Satoru or Satoru. I can't remember if it's Satoru or Satoru, but um, he would, he, he is, he'd be played by a character actor. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, cause he's just this eccentric who gets to steal every scene, but he's not the character <laughs> who's changing over time. You know, he, right. he's a Willem Dafoe type of character. <laughs> oh, ugh. And hey, uh, this goes back to this hypothesis I pitched uh, earlier. Everyone who's finished character development is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> until you're crazy, you got some changing to do, son. It's like yeah, until you could be played by Willem Dafoe, you got to keep working. <laughs> yeah, you got to keep going, baby, because you ain't done. You're not you're it is not satisfactory until people think that you're clinically insane. <laughs> Do you steal the scene of every scene that you're in? Yes. No, keep working. <laughs> OK, so the real good stuff. And I sent mm-hmm. you a message where I was like. I'm not going to, he's like, I could, uh, I can't remember what I said. But I was like, I'm not going to make it to the end of this episode <laughs> of Dr. Stone just because I, I think three times I was like, I was like, <gasps> <laughs> it was like, don't do it. Don't do it. Maintain. Yeah. <clears throat> so uh, let's see. Oh, wait, I mean, where do I freaking start? There was so much stuff I wrote down for Dr. Stone. It's the only one that got like a full page. And um, <clears throat> my my real pop- quick side side note. Okay, um, we will have we will have to hurry because it's seven o'clock. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Shame. But uh, okay. So my pop off was Taiju and Magma having that interaction right at the beginning of the episode, where Magma's like, mm-hmm. "Now we can finally kill this SOP," <laughs> and Taiju just puts his hand on his shoulder and is just killing people is bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's like how do you write a better scene you got these two meatheads and this is the extent of their thought process <laughs> i can finally kill this guy and then he's just no killing people is bad and i like how both of their arms are like rippling in that scene <laughs> just got massive guns this conversation that takes place i'm like this yeah. show is fantastic <clears throat> Just no doubt. It is just firing on all cylinders. Uh, Yo, definitely just, you know, a star scream waiting for his next master. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) He's just like conveniently. Oh, I'll be a good guy for now. There's no bad guys around. He's not going to be a threat on his own, of course. Oh, no, never. But he's probably going to be (laughs) instrumental in yoga slash uh, Homer breaking free. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> like he is probably going to be the one that gets him out. Uh, but yeah, uh, my battle cry was actually when, when you know, he's go- he's going to go with them to go put the uh, the rocks back together. And he's like, mm-hmm. he's like, do you expect us to put all of these together? And it like <laughs> zooms in on user and she's like all of them. Every single one. <laughs> and she's just like, I love how dead her eyes are. <laughs> yeah, her eyes are dead, but she's got like a smile on where it's like, <laughs> yep, this is going to be endless work, but we're absolutely going to do it. 
Um, another <sighs> battle cry I had was from Chrome, which yep. man, yep, that was mine. Has Chrome, that was mine. Has Chrome not turned into the guy who doesn't even need a Chrome episode at this point? It's like he yep. just gets some of the best parts in every episode where he's like, uh, we promised a bloodless siege. Senku will mm-hmm. not let him die. And in that moment where I was like, oh, my God, we're going to save Sukasa," I, I didn't even know this is the direction it was going in. And I'm already starting to get teary eyed just just from rem- remembering my reaction to that. <clears throat> oh, my God. And it was like, this is why the last episode wasn't the finale, because winning, you know, you know, beating Hyoga and Sukasa dying isn't as big mm-hmm. as of a finale as Hyoga doesn't even get to kill Sukasa. We get to save Sukasa in every sense. Yeah. Uh in the uh I I loved God, Kohaku is is like Chrome, where it's like we don't really get episodes centered around her anymore, but every mm-hmm. scene she get is she gets is fantastic. Where she like she mm-hmm. gives Homura and Hyoga food. And uh I'm pretty sure Homura Homura is most likely not going to be turned easily because she seems mm, to be somewhat mm-hmm. infatuated with Hyoga. So, yeah. But anyway, when she like is bringing them their food and he's talking about, you know, uh, you're reliant, you're going to be reliant on having another miracle. Uh, when Ko- Kohaku tells him, she's like, you might not have even killed Sukasa," And he's like, that's impossible. And you people are just living off of miracles. But she's like, uh, we we have no use for miracles. Senku is mm-hmm. Senku treads tirelessly down the path of science. Like he is the most he like he is the strongest and most patient man on the earth. Oh, that was so good. And boy, did I crack up when they figured out. And I I, I love <clears throat> I love Senku and Sukasa's like back and forth. Mm-hmm. But I like I love the moment when Sanku's like, oh, yeah, this is totally me getting revenge. <laughs> like, I'm actually going to yeah. kill you now. It's like, oh, yeah, you did kill me. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah. it's kind of like when he was like, uh, uh, I'm actually married. Oh, wait, I got divorced. <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah, you did kill me. So this is me getting revenge. <laughs> Yeah, I'm totally going to kill you. Yeah, he's like, yeah, you see, you're, you just lie down and die or whatever. Uh, and and I, I loved the line from Kohaku where she was like, those two are leaders. They can't talk with other people around. And it was mm. like, God, this show's script. It's so good. Like, and then, oh, my gosh, the this writer we just have small talk. Yeah, yeah it, it was. <laughs> can't, can't we just chat idly? Where, where uh, Sukasa was like, why are you making idle chat at this moment? And he's like, can't we just chat idly? Because they never have. Like, yeah. it's always from the very beginning. It was like, we're both leaders. So and we don't agree. So one of us is going to have to betray the other one at some point. And then, you know, yeah. they do have the betrayal. They have their fight. And then they fight together. But when they're fighting, you know, it's not idle chat. And then this is the first time they've like been in a room where they can just talk about whatever. <clears throat> that was that was really good. And just man, my my guts were just getting throttled the whole time. <laughs> um, I, I liked the conversation. I'm having, I'm with, having to, to pat my eyeballs right now. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> 
gosh. The conversation where he's like talking about, he like asks Sukasa, he's like, if you needed, he's like, if you were going to pick two people to go with you, like to go colonize a new planet, who, who mm-hmm. would you take with you? And I liked the process of elimination where he's like, yeah, I don't think you would be very useful on a new planet, but Chrome, mm. if I had to pick a science <laughs> user, that guy seems really resourceful. <clears throat> uh, and I like how he like, they kind of like talked about Sukasa's taste in women. It was like, mm-hmm. oh, her, she's just a journalist. And he's like, I knew you'd go for that Marilyn Monroe type. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was great. That that whole scene, just them chatting. And it was just like, this is a beautiful moment of calm. Yeah. To to wrap up their relationship for right now. This is masterful and the most tasteful falling action I've ever seen. Yeah. I, I can't think of a better scene of falling action. Like after the conflict is over to just like this scene in particular. <clears throat> like you know there's the end of the last airbender where they're all kind of like in that house hanging out mm-hmm. and it's like you know kind of a, a small party for all of the war heroes and you know yeah. uh, uh Sokka makes that drawing or whatever and it's like yeah this is fun this is this is nice but uh this was just but like we didn't get a whole episode dedicated to it yeah it, it, but I'm talking like specifically the the idle chat scene yeah was just like this is it's like this is what this was all for like this could not have happened if we didn't just go through everything we just went through and like if everyone if they had killed in the battle this scene couldn't have happened right it's like you, you're and you're the path of nonviolence is you're fighting for idle chat. So they did they did the thing that you um, <clears throat> that you were worried about with Sukasa remembering all the statues that he broke. How do you feel about that? Yeah, it, that was the thing that kind of you know the record skipped a little on for me Mm, while I'm watching where it's just like, okay, but I, it's almost like I forgot why I would have had a problem with it Mm. because I then had a different problem with it where it was like, I get that we've have some like superhuman stuff going on here, but the fact that just Sukasa remembering it is how Taiju is going to be able to go find them. And put them all together. I think. I think they did enough work. To get it to the point where. I'm okay with it. From a thematic standpoint. Because they did a lot of work. More work than I thought anyone could do. (laughs) To kind of. Get Sukasa redeemed. And. uh, Retroactively. Make it to where no he didn't actually kill a bunch of people. Almost because of the way he says that, where he actually mm. does still think he's a murderer. It's it's like mm. it'd be one thing if they just sweep it under the rug and that's why they can forgive him is because, oh, no, it turns out you weren't able to kill them. 
But the fact that Sukasa remembers all this stuff because he was taking lives. Like he remembers each life he took. Yeah. It wasn't, oh, I just now remembered because we can save them. It's no, he was carrying that weight with him every time he did it. So that's okay. And yeah. it also seems like he, like Sukasa, doesn't think he has atoned. Even though everyone else is willing to forgive him, in his own eyes, he has work to do. Yeah. I think I also view it in a similar way with um, like Hyoga, where it's like, no, we, we took that away from you. It's like, no, you don't, you don't even get to claim that. I mean, in a different tone, of course, but like that's mm. kind of the way that I was receiving. Yeah. It. Like <laughs> Hyoga uh, isn't looking for forgiveness, but yeah, Hyoga <laughs> still counts that as a dub. He's like, that's still right. a dub. I still beat Sukasa. Even if you're going to bring yeah. him back to life, I still beat him. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Um, his, his younger sister. Mm-hmm. That, that scene was rough yeah. on me too. <laughs> Cause of oh, course yeah. it was. <laughs> Where it's like, uh, he watched over her. So she's like, now I'm going to watch over you. And it's like, why can't they just, why can't everything just be happy? Sunshine and roses all the time. <laughs> Dag nabbit. They don't deserve this. Like, I'll make sure that this thing never breaks. Yes. Who boy. And, and the fact that you get, uh, Senku when he keeps talking after Sukasa stopped talking. And you can tell it's like he's starting to get broken up. And it's like yep. Senku, the one who doesn't break. And it's like, this is really, this is really getting him. Yeah. But he always oh. turns that into resolve. Yep. Like every, every time something goes wrong <laughs> with Senku, it's like fixing this. Like I'm going to fix this and it's motivating me. Oh, also uh, another thing at the end, which was, an extra pop off for season two where I was like, they're going to solve what the petrification beam did mm -hmm. in order to save people. Like before yeah, it was the thing gonna that use the thing that broke everything. <laughs> they're going to use the thing that brought the apocalypse in order to save everyone. And <sighs> God, come on, <laughs> create new science. Right. It's like we're, we're now going to push past where we were. And this is going to be, you know, the thing that, that can fix all these illnesses because we'll just petrify people and then bring them back to life with the uh, the revival fluid. <clears throat> and, you know, it repairs being brain dead, for goodness sake. So as long as, you know, people have life and limb. You can still bring yeah. them back to life. Because uh, the petrification doesn't kill them. Uh, but yeah, that was super exciting. I'm like, oh, I can't wait for season three, which was confirmed. It wasn't confirmed until after this episode was done airing. Okay. That they <laughs> officially made the press release that they are working on season three. So yeah, that's do, exciting. Do they have any idea when it's coming out? Uh, uh, they might. I didn't look. I didn't look at that. Okay. Uh, I actually got this second hand from someone else who told me who watched the episode before I did. And I was like, don't don't say anything. And he was like, OK, geez, God, 
<laughs> so he he didn't get the chance to tell me. Uh, I'd have to check like I'm the news or whatever. Uh, industry news. Here we go. And then who knows if what we find is accurate because man, it, it's just clickbait when it comes to anime. Yeah, dude. Uh, I remember when we were trying to find the premiere or the uh, premiere date for it must have been like season two. It was season oh, two yeah. of, of Doctor it, Stone. It, it was yeah, and, and we got did we got different things everywhere we looked constantly. Yeah. Okay, so here it is. This is on my anime list, so I'm gonna believe it's legit. Uh, Doctor Stone anime series sequel in production. Synopsis of Stone Wars. Okay, I don't care about the Stone Wars synopsis. Uh, 24 episodes in season one, summer 2019. Okay, yes. Uh, okay, they're just talking about when the manga releases its next volume. Hmm. Yeah, I know. There's no release date. Dang. They've just All said right. they're, they're working on it. Uh, the next volume of the manga is going to release on uh, April 6th. And it's the 16th volume. So yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of anime that's coming if this doesn't stop. So this is going to go. This is a long turn. This is a long haul. That is that is good to know because I really love this story. Considering how fast they've been going. Like they've not wasted yeah. time yet. <sighs> yeah, this is going to be good if it keeps going. <clears throat> at, the, at the rate that it's going and at the quality that it's going. Because... I mean, I I think season two, even at just eleven episodes, I I personally think it was better than season one, and season one was fantastic. Yeah, uh, the fact that season one was, I don't know, it, it just had a momentum that season mm-hmm. one doesn't. Season one feels like it has a couple vignettes that are just kind of there to be like, ah, we're yeah. in, we're enjoying. You know, just the, we're chewing the scenery, I guess. But season two, yeah, and there was season two starts off with an objective in mind. It tells you where this is going to end, and it just goes mm-hmm. there. It it just marches there dutifully. Yeah, and there, I mean, like there was the the one part in season one where it was like ah, him rubbing his the back of his neck all the time and like subconsciously yeah. drawing. <laughs> it's like. That's a little janky, but I'll forgive it because everything else is amazing. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it was really season you had, two didn't have anything. Yeah, no, it was. It was. <clears throat> I can't even nitpick season two. They're straight mm-hmm. up. I enjoyed every single episode. Yeah, there were some episodes that felt slower, but <sighs> it all it all had a good reason behind it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, man. I mean, good I'd, show. Good show. These these two. Honestly, it could end at this. It could end. You like if the, if there was no further adaptation, this would be a great mm-hmm. ending for the anime because you believe what they promise they're going to do. So you can in your yeah. head just imagine it happened to some degree or another. Maybe they don't make it to space. Maybe they don't save everyone. But the fact that it's like. In their lifetimes, they will just continue down this path that they are on. Rocket forward, yeah. Yes. So it's like, yeah, I, I can imagine that the world was saved in that moment. In yep. a moment where it was like, we're going to save Sukasa, <laughs> Where it's like, yep, the world has been saved now. <laughs> yeah. 
And God forbid if season three sucks, season two ends on such a perfect note. Oh, yeah. Boy, that would be the saltiest wound. Yes. It's like that would be a wound made with rock salt. It's like the wound <laughs> didn't exist, but now it exists and it's because salt. Man, just don't you hate point it? Point blank shotgun rock salt. Yeah. Whew. Okay. Uh, one more thing. As far mm-hmm. as the tease for what is coming next, uh, at the end of My Hero, and I wanted to mention this, and I guess I just I forgot to, but they do imply something is happening in regards to the relationship to, between all for one and one for all. And I was like, the yeah. fact that they just said that makes me think that this is going where we think it should go. <laughs> I'm I am excited. I also remembered his what name. happens after this freaking yes <laughs> trailer. Uh, I also remembered his name. His name's Tomura Shigaraki. And I didn't uh, look it up. Shigaraki. I just happened to remember it. But yeah, uh, Tomura Shigaraki being the either son or adoptive son of all for one. I can't yeah, remember. It's something or maybe it's maybe it's son in the figurative sense where like uh, one for or all for one gave him uh a power and was just yes. like you are now my son <clears throat> right exactly but it's like the the fact that now these opposing signs is that the, the implication that there is a relationship mm-hmm. means that there can be a reconciliation and that you know this th- these these two opposing paths can become a double helix mm-hmm. where it's like there is there is taking power and then there is giving power. Yeah. So it's like, there's a give and take. And I like the idea that it's uh, the the main good guy and the supposed main bad guy, which boy, does he need to get needs to get some some work really yeah. needs to get upgraded now. Like we can't wait any longer. Uh, the kind of. The, the, the idea that Shigaraki's going to be redeemed in some way. Yes. It's like, that makes me interested in Shigaraki because who he is right now isn't interesting. Do I think that Tomura bad touch Shigaraki is going to become a, like an interesting good guy? I don't know, but I hope that he just goes become beyond more than just, wow, he still exists. Yeah. It's like, he's still kind of some brat. That's nearby and doesn't even pose a threat, really. Yeah. His best moment to date was at the end of Heroes Rising. Mm-hmm. Where he's like, thanks, Nine. You've served your purpose. And then disposes of him. And it was like, wow, Shigaraki did a thing by himself. Yeah. And it's like, that's way in the future from where we are right now. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm actually not sure how far in the future it is. We might catch up to I it. I think that this they season. said it was like, they. I think they said it was like season seven. Oh, gotcha. I think that so was that's way out there. Yeah, that that's what I remember hearing at the time. I don't know <clears> if that has been. Uh, I don't know if that was even correct at the time or if that's been changed. But that was what I heard. Well, Deku has. Uh, he now has all of the abilities he had in the movie. That's true. Uh, but we've not seen, you know, class one, a be able to do missions acting independently yet. So 
Yeah. Mm, I could see that happening in this season. Yeah, especially with that especially with that first episode being a training exercise as an entire class. Yeah. So. Uh also the fact that Bakugo his title is still undecided. The fact that mm-hmm. it was undecided in the movie. And the fact that yeah. that spoiler has been sitting on that wiki page for like three years tells me just how far <laughs> ahead the manga is. It's like, man, I don't, it's I don't think there. I know the spoiler. I don't I don't think I know the spoiler, but don't, here's a don't spoiler. <laughs> here's a spoiler. It's a cool name. Mm-hmm. Okay. He, he, he decides on a cool one. So cool. There's at least that. You know what? What's going to happen? It's probably going to be in World Heroes Mission. His actual uh, hero title. Because that's hmm. those three acting completely independently. Like, it's their mission. Hmm. It isn't even UA's mission. It's like those yeah, three... they're going as, off the grid. <laughs> right. Like, like, they're taking an international mission as, like, we are the ones that are being asked to do this. You know, they're already established heroes. Maybe... The only way that they're established heroes is because they're three younger heroes working together. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's um, you know, it's not All Might who you know can do everything by himself. It's just freaking. I just showing my hand here. I freaking thought of Cutie Mark Crusader. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're, all their special missions have to be as a team. But uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just realized why that's so funny. <laughs> because it's like Bakugo undecided doesn't know what he's doing yet. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. I, I I do you know what I feel like just going off the intro too. This might be a Todoroki season. Because that would uh, be really sick. You know, the movie is establishing he becomes, you know, the three out of the big three. And for a while, mm-hmm. it's been pretty definitively Deku and Bakugo are the ones who like are having this story and they have that connection to All Might. But now Endeavor is taking up much more of the, of the spotlight and Todoroki yeah. has that connection to the number one hero now. Like he is the son yeah. of the number one hero and that we know it ends up where he becomes the three or the, the third in, in this uh, trio. So uh, yeah, probably like going to get uh, a lot of Todoroki. The- in the beginning of the first episode, you know, with them focusing a lot on his reaction to endeavors, endeavors, <laughs> you, you <laughs> son of a gun. It's been there for years and no one did it. Everyone else had the decency. They all let it lie. But you I had to go in there. No such restrictions. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so, I mean, I, I can't wait for when this season really gets going. It just didn't really get going. So. Yeah, I'll see y'all next time. And, and next time we're going to be covering uh, the premiere episode of Nomad, which is Megalobox 2 and S S S S. Wait, S S S S Dynazenon, which is the yes. sequel spinoff, whatever follow up to S S S S Gridman. Mm-hmm. So and which that's was fantastic. Studio Trigger got got more stuff coming. Which is, I think, yes, the last thing we saw from there was was BNA, and it was kind of like, mm, this is not near best. I think that this, I think this might be the last thing that we see from them until um, Cyberpunk, Edge Runners, yeah. Oh boy. So, and that's 2022, right? 
I, I want to say that's I 2022. But boy, oh boy. Yeah. It well, ain't going to be a short wait. <laughs> Their yeah, absence will be felt. Yes, yeah, it's coming 2022. And, you know, when you just give something a year, you can assume what, in fact, what you should do for your own sanity. Assume that that's December of whatever year it's coming out, just to help yourself right. wait a little bit longer. December 31st. Yes. Uh, I remember when Smash Ultimate was announced to be coming 2018. And then uh, it slipped into 2019. I remember Jan sent me a message. He was like, that is not 2019. <laughs> I was like, that is correct. They definitely lied. <laughs> but yeah, uh, let's see. I'll just set this by the release date. Oh, we've got Inferno Cop second season to look forward to, but that's even after Edge Runners. So yeah, that is Enon is the first Inferno thing. Cop season one. Boy, is it absolute nonsense and <laughs> and worth every minute. It might be the dumbest anime I've ever seen. And God bless it. Wasn't wasn't it? Uh, no, yeah. I was, I'm thinking of I'm thinking of Luloco and uh, uh, Kitsniver were airing at the same time. And Luloco, Lulu, uh, whatever. You got Space it. Patrol. Luloco. Space Patrol Luloco. Yeah. Um, he has a cameo in that. It was hilarious. Yes, he does. <laughs> Nothing he said it made any freaking sense, and she like <laughs> learned something from it. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, yeah, but this is the first thing since uh, BNA, so it's been a hot minute. I mean, uh, BNA was around this time uh, last year, been a full year. Not even a movie or like web series or doing uh, gun for hire work like they did with Darling in the Franks and Dungeon Meshy, uh, is which that? is just I don't know. Uh, oh no! Wait, Dungeon Meshi was a uh, uh, an anthology where they did one episode. Oh, okay. Whoa! Hmm. Oh, dude, there was a short made for uh, Luluko. That's like after oh. the fact. It was on the anniversary of like their founding or whatever. They did a marathon of Space Patrol Luluko and then had a short called Trigger Chan at the end, and it looks like. That looks like Nia. Not Nia. Um, what's her face? The Mako? Not Mako. I can't remember this character's name. It's another trigger character, but I'm sure it's not her. It just kind of looks like her. But because oh. you can tell, it's like, yeah, this is what their characters look like. But yeah, <laughs> this character looks like stocking. Which is not a trigger-owned oh. thing. That that's uh, Gynax, which is who they used to be. Yeah. But this trigger is the Gynax that made Penny and Stocking. But yeah. Anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. We'll see y'all next week. I gotta let you go. My goodness. Yeah. Go beyond. Plus Ultra. <laughs> be greedier. Be greedier. Yeah, it's a good one. Ooh, ooh. Wait. Do we have one from from these that we could say that was really good? Because there was a lot of good stuff. Uh, killing people is bad. Yes. Oh, that's perfect. Taiju, my man, he's got one in there. I mean, he's, he's had so many. But yeah, killing people is bad. See y'all next time. Yeah,
Yeah, get down. 